ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by, lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hola. Hello. <laughs> This is Pretend World's Real People, uh, the podcast where we interview theater and film arts workers. Um, we learn a little bit about their jobs and also about who they are and why uh, they're actually real people and why their jobs are valid. Um, yes. And we have a very... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> um, we, we do have a very important guest today, uh, a powerhouse in the Denver casting community. Uh, <laughs> I was rehearsing it just for you, Sylvia. <laughs> Today, we have uh, Sylvia Gregory on the episode, uh, somebody who I have tremendous respect for and somebody I've learned a lot from, um, who works as a casting director in the Denver area and I think a little bit beyond as well. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Sylvia. Hello. Hi, How Sylvia. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. Yeah. I'm so glad you made it onto this. I was so excited when you said that you'd, you'd want to be on the episode. Oh, thank you for inviting <laughs> me. Uh, so without, uh, without really holding back at all, tell us who we are. Tell us who we are. Tell us are you? who you are. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> who are you? How did I get here? <laughs> who are you? Where am I? Simulation theory. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just tell our listeners who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, okay. Uh, my name, as he said, as is Sylvia Gregory, and I am a casting director, and I am based in Denver, Colorado, and I own my own casting company, um, and we cast a lot of different things. We cast, um, well, I mean, not right now. We're casting like nothing, um, but usually we cast mostly a lot of commercials, and we also do theater. Um, we've done some film. There's not a lot big market for that in Denver, so we don't do a lot of it, but we've done some. Um, short films, independent things, web series, video games, that kind of stuff. Uh, the theater, I'm the casting director for the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. Um, I've also cast a lot for local theater in Boulder. Uh, and then, you know, just random theaters will hire me and say, hey, we're looking for this person and can you help? And, um, so that's a mixed bag and the commercials are all over the place. Sometimes they're major nationals that are coming through town because they want to use the Rockies. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's based around like a, we did one for a sports product and they were using a professional athlete who lives in this area. So we had to cast around that athlete because um, they weren't going to travel. The athlete wasn't traveling. So everyone came to the athlete. Um, and then there's just local stuff, some small stuff, some, you know, just really varies. So um, that's kind of what I do. And, you know, aside from the actual casting, uh, running the business itself is, you know, its own full-time job. So it's sure. it's not just the casting jobs, but it's running the business. I have a small staff of wonderful people, my teammates who do all the hard work. Um, and uh, so it's, it's just a lot of juggling. And then I also occasionally, and, and Tyler can talk about this a little, I do performance directing for video games sometimes too. So, you know, it's, that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what what, um, if somebody was listening to this who doesn't know anything about the arts world, can you kind of break down what a casting director does, why you're hired, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So high level is... I am brought in to find the best pool of talent for my client's needs per project. And that varies widely. widely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all over the map, but that's sort of to break it down. I don't represent talent. I don't, I often get people who are like, you know, I'd like to be re represented by you and they send me their stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't do, that's not how mm -hmm. this works. Um, that's an agent, a talent agent has a pool of talent they represent. And the casting director, then goes to all of the different pools rather than just having one stable, you know, and we pull from them all. So if I'm casting, whatever I'm casting, I'll not only go to the local agencies in town, but you know, I also have people that I've worked with that I like that I would bring in. I teach a lot. I, I meet a lot of great students and I'll often bring in students if they're right for something. I see a lot of shows. So I might've seen something and ask someone I saw in a play who I don't know at all to come in. So for me, it's all about 
pulling from as many sources as I can to find the best appropriate talent for whatever the given project is. And how do you determine that? Because, you know, uh, being in a, from a theater world, like directors have a specific vision. So usually they're the ones in the room casting because they are looking for a certain type to fill a specific role. How does that get transferred to you? Because you're, once you've found the people, you don't have anything else to do with the production, correct? Once the show, if we're talking about theater, once the show is cast, yes, I'm done. Right. Then I go to opening night. And right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so how do you determine who's the best if you're not the one that's then going to be directing these people? Like, what is that? Yeah, that's so I'll use Colorado Shakes as an example. And Colorado Shakes is especially uh, fun and challenging because mm -hmm. it's a four show repertory company. And so it's four to five shows. They also do a, a one night uh, thing sometimes. Um so depending, uh, and they they start rehearsals usually in May, and the whole thing closes in August. So it all happens really fast. Wow. They get four shows up on their feet, full productions, and it's two stages. There's an outdoor stage, the Mary Ripon, which seats about a thousand people, and then the indoor stage, the University Theater, which seats I don't know four fifty or something. So we usually have two different companies, the total forty to fifty actors, depending on the size of the shows. Mm -hmm. And those actors not only have to be right for the one role in the one show, but they also have to usually be able to do something in the other show as well, sometimes multiple parts in both shows. Um, so it's it's to find those actors who have not only the skills with the Shakespeare language and fight, everyone has to have fight. Um, more and more we need musicians, we need people who sing. So you have to start with a pool that has all of these skills and have to have experience with Shakespeare. You know, we seldom hire, unless they're students at uh, CU Boulder, which is where the Shakespeare Festival is, um, you have to have Shakespeare experience. So just finding those people, and there's a lot of them in town actually, um, bringing them in. And then what we do, what really helps me is there's, there's four directors, right? So you have a different director for each show and you have an artistic director who sometimes directs and sometimes doesn't direct. So we ask all of them, Okay, here's your show. You're doing Coriolanus. Mm -hmm. Tell me if you could have any movie star or Broadway star or theater actor ah. in the world, who would you cast? So we get dream casts. Yeah. Oh. So from and I say and I also say you can even use local actors if you just want to tell me who you want to cast. Do that. That's, yeah. <laughs> that helps my job a lot. Um, so you know if they're like, well, we want Alan Rickman to play Coriolanus. That's very different than you know if we want you know, Ryan Reynolds to play Corey. Right. So it gives me a really good sense of what they're thinking, who they're thinking about, the types of person, the types of weight or gravitas or whatever. And so then the age, ethnicity, all that. So then we can take it from there. Now, That's does your uh, office yeah. look like the layout from Seven, but it's just all a bunch of different, <laughs> <laughs> different Surrounding the tables and the walls with red lines leading to each one. Like how how far in do you go for? Because I know this is something you love. So, um, you know, how much time do you think you spend going through that? Do you fall fall into a rabbit hole when it comes to Colorado Shakes? Huh. It takes a lot of time. Colorado Shakes takes a lot of time. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's all digital now. So, no, actually, my <laughs> office is quite tidy. Um, but we do, um, you know, we do a lot of Excel spreadsheets and, you know, break down things that way and write up. I usually write up a huge Word document with ideas per role um, per show. Hmm. And that often I'll start to find a list of maybe 20 actors who start to come forward on my lists as people that I know we really want to look at and consider, you know, a lot of times it's people that have worked at CSF before. Um, but we always try to bring in new people. Um, so it, it, it just takes, it's like a big puzzle, you know, and it just takes a lot of time and we get with video auditions, which is what we're doing more and more now, you know, we get 800,000 submissions initially that we have to go through and then we narrow it, start narrowing it down from there. So we always start with CSF. We always start local. Um, That's awesome. We do local auditions first. 
we fill as many roles as we can locally, and then we start searching nationally for roles we couldn't fill locally. And there's always some. There's yeah. Always some. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not just me and it's not just an artistic director, there's also four directors. Yeah. So everyone has their piece. And, like, if we're looking at two shows, one director might love this actor, but this director might be like, not feeling it. So then that actor, unless they're on a one show contract, which is rare, they don't get the shot. Yeah. You know, so it's really finding people that everybody is like, okay, great, let's look at them again. So for at least for CSF the or CFS does it I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. Um uh the directors end up seeing, do you kind of like trim the tree a little bit and and gather and then you kind of put those people in the room with the actual directors yes okay. so we do we will do uh, you know it it may be different this year i mean we're not doing anything this year so, right you know so we'll see what happens next year but um usually what we do is we do local general auditions and that's usually myself and tim or who's the artistic director and it's usually two or three days non-equity and equity and we just see anyone who signs up and we hope everyone signs up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think what we started doing in the last year or two though, was before we did the generals, we collected headshots and resumes. Mm -hmm. And if people clearly had no Shakespeare experience at all, or if, you know, they hadn't done, like they'd done one show or they were in high school or they were still in college, you know, and they hadn't a lot of credits, we would sort of not invite them to the generals, you know, because what mm -hmm. we were finding was we were seeing a lot of people who just weren't ever going to be considered anyway. Right. And it was taking time away from the people who could be. So, so we started doing an initial on paper audition first, eliminated people we just didn't think were ready or had the skills or whatever. Then we bring in the people that we think could be contenders for it. And we're always, there's always, there's always surprises on mm -hmm. both, both sides, positive and negative with that. Um, and then from there we have, you know, I usually go through, Tim makes his notes and based on his notes, I go through and I determine who's getting called back based on Tim's notes, based on what the directors have told me they need, based on people the directors have requested. And then we do two days of in-person callbacks. Um, usually and the directors are usually in the room sometimes the directors are from out of state mm -hmm. and so then we we um we either do like a zoom set up a zoom camera so they can see the actors or we just film it and then send them the ones we're really considering so they can review them mm -hmm. yeah oh my god it's a lot of work and then we have a big meeting who are we going to cast just me and tim the directors at that point they've put in their two cents they've made copious notes we know what they think but the decision ultimately is tim's Mm. Um, and I've been there to help him. Uh, and so we have a big meeting with Kurt, who's the guy who keeps our heads on straight and we narrow it down. Sometimes we're like, we know we want to cast at that meeting. We're like, we're casting these five actors. Let's make offers. Sometimes it's like, we're not sure yet. We need to get another tape. Um, we think they could work. And then it's also, we need to start reaching out nationally. We didn't find what we're looking for locally. So, and then we do it all again with videotapes. A long process. We usually yeah. start in September, and the rep is usually cast by March. Oh wow. my God, that's just my actor anxiety is kicking. <laughs> <just> thinking about <laughs> that, <laughs> but I mean, definitely. I mean, I'm sure it pays off, especially when you're cast and and something like that. And mm -hmm. I hope so. with I hope the so. yeah, like, with the amount of work that you do, I've always wanted to know how how you got into this side of the industry. Mm. you and I know you said oh, I'm not sure if I could spend you know almost an hour and a half talking about what I do oh we will get it out of you yeah. um, <laughs> so um yeah I just want to know how I think you mentioned it to me before but how did you get into casting yeah well let's see I I've always been interested in it always but I started as an actor um and I have keep looking up like there's a camera up there and there's not, I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, there's like a phone holder. <laughs> uh, so I started as an actor and I, I was a very well-trained actor. Um, much to my parents' um, bank accounts chagrin, but I had, uh, had all kinds of degrees in acting. Classical theater is my thing. It's always been my thing. I studied in London for a year at, uh, at London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, learned all the classical stuff and then I got a master's degree in Shakespeare acting classical acting and I love it um 
and then I was in New York and, you know, it was, and I was there with my husband, Sam, who's an actor and um, just ended up getting so deep in debt. And I think my credit card minimum was more than my rent at that point. And I was working three jobs. It was so hard. And then Sam got an offer to come out here as an actor and work at the Denver Center in the company because we knew the artistic director. And so we decided to come out. And the associate artistic director, Bruce Seavey, at the time, is someone who I consider a major role model for me, a major mentor. And, you know, I went to him and I was like, I don't want to act anymore. It, it just makes me, I get it was making me a very, I felt very small and bitter as a person, you know, my friends would get cast and I wouldn't, and I'd be mad at them and jealous. And, you know, it just was not good for my emotional state, <laughs> my mental emotional state. <laughs> but I didn't want to not be involved in theater or the arts. And so I met with Bruce when we moved out here and I said, you know, can I be involved? Cause he was also the casting director at Denver Center. I said, can I maybe intern with you and see what it's all about? And so we worked out a deal where um, I interned with him during the day and then I did the ran costumes at night across the street in the theater. So that, that way I had some salary um, for a year. I did that and um, was on the wardrobe crew and then worked with Bruce in the day. And I learned so much from Bruce. I mean, I knew a lot about acting because I was trained in it, but casting is its own animal. It's very different. And casting for theater is very different than casting on camera. Um, so I really loved it, you know? And so then uh, recession hit, they cut a bunch of jobs. I was one of the ones that got cut. Mm -hmm. And then I reached out to the community and there was an on-camera casting person in town named Kathy Reinking. I don't know if either of you guys know Kathy, mm -hmm. um, but she wrote me back. She said, I have two jobs this week and I can't do it by myself. I need some help. So we did those together. Those went well. We started talking about a partnership and we ended up forming a casting company together. And from Kathy, I learned all the on-camera stuff. And she yeah. had cast at NBC. She had cast in LA for years. Wow. I mean, she knew all of that stuff, which was different than all of this stuff that I learned from Bruce. And then Kathy decided she wanted to um, move. I think she moved back to LA. Now she's in Atlanta. Uh, she didn't want to move on. And so then I took it over. And that's how my casting company kind of ended up where it is. It was all just kind of luck and dipping my toe and following a thread to see where it went. Yeah. I love it though, because, you know, uh, one of the things I always tell kids who want to be actors, I'm like, great, please follow that passion, but look into what other options are, are there for you in the, the world, because you might find something you love just as much or, or when you're done with acting and you're ready to move on, but you don't, you know, like I, so I love hearing that story because I think it, it's really speaks to the fact that there are so many more options than just being on stage, you know? And oh, yeah. And I, always um, like, I also like my acting training, especially when I was in New York. Yeah. I was temping. I gave really good phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like the training I got as an actor helped me as you were saying, Stephanie, helped me in so many other jobs that had nothing to do with the arts, just as far as how to read and figure out people very quickly, mm -hmm. you know, how to be professional, how to use your voice and your diction, um, <laughs> how to adjust your personality based on who you're working with. I mean, there's a lot of things you can learn from acting, even if you don't go on to be an actor that will help yeah. you in your life. I strongly believe that. Yeah. Totally. Can you, because um, I'm super curious, what's the difference in casting for theater versus casting for commercial or TV or film? Like, what is that process? Time, maybe. Okay. I mean, a commercial can be cast in a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, when we get commercials, usually the client or the producer will call me and say, we want to cast in two days, which is no time. Yeah. And they'll say, we want to do a casting in two days. We want to do a callback a day or two after that. And then the job will need to be booked in six days um, because we're shooting in a week. You know, so the, the commercial, I'm, and I, I still don't quite understand why people don't seem to know they're going to be making a commercial until right before they make the commercial. I don't know why the casting, <laughs> I don't know why we have no time ever to do these projects. Um, it's very rare that you get a cushion of time with a commercial project. Mm -hmm. They are really fast. Um, and they you're working 15 hour days for a week, you know, mm -hmm. but then that's done. And then mm -hmm. the job's done. You send your invoice and that's it. And sometimes they'll invite you to the set if it's a local commercial, which is fun. And I've gone on yeah. set. So I've cast for the zoo a couple of times and they've invited me. And it's always Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> then we go see Dobby afterwards, Dobby the giraffe. Um, 
but so I love Dobby. Um, so so that that's commercials are and they're lucrative. Um, yeah, they're high stress. Um, clients often don't know what they want, or there's a lot of a lot of cooks in the kitchen, um, and so you're you're sort of it's kind of as Sam, my husband says, it's kind of you're the you're the mediator between commerce and art as mm-hmm. a commercial casting person because you've got the artists, the actors that you're bringing in, and you've got the commercial money people on this end, and so you have to kind of make all that work. Um, so the, the commercials are hard work. Yeah, um, they can be fun and they can be super rewarding. Whereas theater, as I already mentioned, it takes for, it can take forever, um, and uh, you know months, months. Yeah, you go to a general audition at Denver Center in May, you may not hear from them until the next March if mm-hmm. you hear from them at all. You know, mm-hmm. so they're looking long term. They're looking for over a year's worth of right. Stuff, whereas commercials are not. Yeah, um, our. Uh, directors for commercials involved in casting the way that theater directors are or not as much? Yes. Okay. Mostly, I would say. I would say most of the commercial callbacks we've done, the directors on site. Okay. um, They they really like to be there because they want to work with the actor to see how they're going to be on set, to see how responsive they are. Um, They know that they have a lot of money behind them um, and very little time to get the quality of the product that they need. So they want to be there to make sure that they're working well with the actors. Usually the directors are there. There are some examples of times where it's people that either it's low budget or they, they've worked with me enough that they just let me do it. Mm-hmm. But usually the director is the one who runs the callback. And at that point, I'm just the person keeping, keeping track of admin. Got it. Are you, uh, I know everyone's been a little slow. <laughs> especially the last couple of months, but have you been casting any projects with the new restrictions and like digital virtual protocols? How how has that been? Yeah, we did three or four in the fall. Um, And otherwise it's been really quiet, but Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it it was okay because everyone understood that everything is weird and everything is different. So we had, we already had a pretty good system in place for self-tape auditions. Um, we use casting networks for commercial stuff. Um, and so we just talk to them about how can we get the actors to submit their tapes and how do they get uploaded and they have a system. So it was just learning their new system basically is what we had to do. Um, and then they did, we did Zoom callbacks with the team and we're not doing any in-person callbacks. Our studio, we work with Sky Theory for our studio and they allow oh, okay. it and they have a whole, they have a whole protocol but my preference is to just, if we cannot be in person at all, mm-hmm. to be in person at all. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Do you, so, uh, do you miss being in person though? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I totally do. I mean, the, the, one of the questions you sent was, you know, what keeps it interesting for you or what keeps, what keeps yeah. it for you or something like yeah. that. Well, for me, it's the actors. And for me, it's working with the actors, which is why Tyler, when we were working together on the video game project, you know, all I did was work with actors on that job, pretty much. Yeah. And it was just like heaven. It was just a year and a half of fun, you know, because yeah. it's my favorite part, you know. So I want to be in the room with them if I can. So, yeah, I miss that a lot. Do you, um, what, like, get to actually kind of give actors direction? Or while if you're trying to kind of make a decision, are you giving them like can you try it this way can you do it like this um because you're you're still kind of pre-screening them before they the director actually yeah so for commercials i will have had a phone call with the director slash producer client whoever is in charge (laughs) Mm -hmm. whoever's in charge of getting what they want out of the actors and they tell me what they're looking for and what they want and i ask again for references you know and is it gonna be is it will ferrell or is it you know Lawrence Olivia, you know, what are you looking for? What tone? Right. What's the tone? Is it a comedic commercial? Is it subtle, dark? Is it Coen Brothers? You know, where are we going? So I get all that kind of stuff from them as well. And then usually in the initial auditions for the commercials or on-camera stuff, it's just me and Alan, the camera guy. Um, and I'll have the actors come in. What I like to do is just have them do it once. I don't give them any direction. I'm just like, let's see what you got. Let's see what mm-hmm. you bring. And then even if they nail it, Mm-hmm. Um, 
without me saying anything. I just give them something different to see how they adjust and take direction because that's a big tell if someone's listening or not able to adjust or they, do they just do the same one thing over and over? Yeah. Um, so I'll usually give, we don't have a lot of time. And that's the other thing is that commercial auditions, you get three minutes in the room max. Oh, maybe. Wow. I mean, they're super fast for the first audition. Callbacks, maybe eight minutes, 10 tops. Um, so usually two takes for a commercial audition initially. I'll give them an adjustment. Um, I'll try and get them to where I think the director wants. And then the director will watch the tape and then he'll be like, okay, or she, but it's usually he will say, you know, I, now I know what I need to do at callbacks to try and get that actor to, mm-hmm. to bring it out. And we'll do that sometimes at the color shakes at generals too. You know, an actor will come in. If Tim is interested in them, you know, part of the color shakes is that outdoor amphitheater is massive. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have the voice and you've got to have the size and so someone, he re- likes them, but they're quiet. He'll try and get them to like, you know, blow out the back wall with their voice. Or sometimes if I've seen someone and they come in, they don't have a great day. I'll be like, hey, you know that monologue you did in that show? Could you just do some of that? You know, mm-hmm. or so we try to guide them to get to get stronger, calm nerves and get stronger performances. That's awesome. Did that answer that question? It did. Yeah, it, it definitely did. did. No, <laughs> it totally did. Um, I had a question and I lost it. <laughs> you lost it? I yeah, it was Tyler, ask one all I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just you I just saw the hamster like stop on the wheel. Uh-huh, pretty much. Um yeah, I I know that you know you enjoy casting and you enjoy being with the actors, but with everything that's happened in the last, you know, year and change, have you thought about acting again? Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm just laughing because, um, yeah, no, not really. My husband got called in a couple of years ago for some commercial audition and they wanted spouses. They wanted partners. And it was for some river cruise, you know, and if you booked it, you were going to go to Europe and do a river cruise. And, and basically we were just supposed to stand there and like wave at the people on the shore, you know, that kind of thing. And I, we left and I was like, I'm so sorry. I think I just lost you that river cruise job. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then going into audition every now and then again also helps me remember how hard it is, how stressful it is, how fast your brain has to work, how relaxed you have to be. I mean, there's so much as, as an actor. It's helpful for me as a casting person to keep in mind that they're trying to do when they're in the room on top of what I'm telling them. So every now and then I humiliate myself just to remind myself. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think maybe that's kind of what is reminding me of what I, that wasn't necessarily wanted to ask, but maybe make a comment on and have you uh, extrapolate on it. But a former guest of ours also talked about how, like when she's casting as a director, um, she's like, everybody at the table is rooting for that for you when you're auditioning like nobody is there like against you like okay I got to get out of here you know all of this stuff and do you feel like that's pretty true in terms of um when you're looking for people I mean sure there is you know on those 15 hour days I can't imagine at at hour 14 and a half you're like yeah hey come on in but um do you get the sense that for those who are doing the audition, not doing the auditioning, but, you know, witnessing it, um, you're really kind of there to support them and you you hope that they do well because it'll make your job easier in a way. That's completely true. Absolutely yeah. true. There are times though, and this happens more with commercials than theater, where mm-hmm. they will have seen the person that they've all decided they liked at two o'clock and you're going till six Ugh. and they're done. Yeah. You know, and you've still got four hours of people to get through and you're like, well, this person and this person, and but they've already made up their minds, you know? Right. And so I just feel bad when that happens. And that yeah. happen. for commercials a lot. Yeah. Um, sometimes someone will come in right away and um, see someone right out of the gate. Who's the person to beat. And then all day is, can you be better than that first person? Uh-huh. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, you know? Right. Um, so that happens. And then there are times when I've been in a room and have, have the person is not, I I just want them to be done, you know. Yeah. And it's not because yeah. they're bad. It's like someone who I know who's really really good and really has a shot and comes in and hasn't done a lick of work, you know. Mm-hmm. And I find that incredibly 
insulting and frustrating mm-hmm. to everyone's mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, that really bothers me. Uh, one time someone at CSF thought they were acting and threw a chair very near where we were sitting. They thought they were being passionate and dramatic and no, it was just scary as hell. And we just wanted them out of the room, you know? So yeah. you know, there are times when you're just like, please go away. Or if someone has attitude or if someone is sure. meaning those people, you just don't want to work with. So you want them out. But I would say for the majority of actors that we see, I want everyone to come in and do their best and get the job. Yeah. Possible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, overall it's true but there are exceptions to that yeah yeah there's a a bundle of you know memes that have gone online this year saying that casting directors you know they want you to do well uh you know just don't be an ass about it yeah (laughs) it's not it's not their fault you didn't get it you know they're they're just trying to facilitate and uh i will uh you know back that up with you know i was having a a really bad week when we were doing the video game and i just wasn't in the space we finished recording and sylvia sent me an email saying hey you know i don't know what's going on but uh this you know today wasn't your best i know you can definitely do better uh so you know just try to find that place and do better and i went back in the next time and and i i did much better than i did previously it it was one of those moments when you sent it, I have the email saved. Like it's, it's one of the, Aww, most, like, the best emails I've ever had because wow. it, because it just showed how much you cared about, you know, the project. Yes. But also the, the performer to let them know that, Hey, you can do X, Y, or Z. Um, so having that support as well is definitely a, a wonderful, wonderful backup. And um, I, I do want to see, do you have, uh, there's that, that chair moment, but do you have a, just a horrible casting experience without names that you could tell us about? Okay, yeah. I, I can't tell you the name because I don't remember the name. That's fine. Good. <laughs> and I I don't know if I can do it justice, but I'll try. So this is a Colorado Shakes audition and this older gentleman came in and you know we have very strict, you know, everyone in the room is getting five minutes for those initial auditions. So we always say, you know, a minute and a half per piece if you're going to do two pieces Mm -hmm. so he came in and he was very purple he was very of his time you know and he said well I have two pieces but they're both over two minutes so would would you like to see them both and I was like well I think we only have time to see one so why don't you choose one he's like well which one would you like to see and I was like okay which one do you think is your strongest piece and he was like they're both very strong (laughs) and I was like okay do the dramatic do the dramatic. <laughs> this one, I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, and the first thing he did when he came in the room, Tim actually, Tim War was not there that day because he had had some emergency that came up. So I was doing the auditions by myself. And the very first thing this guy does, he comes in the room and he looks at he looks at me and he says, "Is it just you?" <gasps> That's how we started. <sighs> That's how we started. So then there was all this stuff about the pieces, and I said, "Just do the dramatic one." And he looked at me and he went, "Very well." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" So he did it, and it was just not, you know. It, yeah. And Colorado Shakes is, we've we've adapted to a more contemporary style of classical acting, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. This was not that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was from the 1800s. It was amazing. Wow. So he finished and he walked up to the table, which again I'm always just like, okay, get back. You're too, way too close. He came right up to the table, and he said, "Just so you know, it also comes a convertible." And he picked up his wig, <gasps> and he dropped it on the table. <laughs> That was my day. <laughs> was my day. And chair guy was that same weekend. And oh, I remember Tim saying afterwards, he was like, "I am so sorry, I left you alone in that room." Oh, <laughs> my goodness! He was, he was sick, but it was just that guy. I'll never forget. Well, they're both very strong. I, I'm, I'm stuck on his what is very clearly his pickup line for I don't know who, but to take your toupee or wig off and <laughs> drop it. On the That's... And then what do you do? I mean, I was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> I have never forgotten oh. him. I've never forgotten him. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was God. pretty bad. You know what, though? That story totally just kickstarted the question that I had forgotten a few minutes ago. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> because you, uh, your brief mention of the fact that most of the directors you work with are male. What is For it commercial. like for commercials? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what is it like being a woman in the casting room and and do you face challenges like that you do you think more regularly than you would if you were not if you were a man yes <laughs> yes is the answer um no i think it's it's uh it's less now than it was when i started that's great but uh if i'm alone in a room there's definitely a sometimes a feeling of okay well i just have to get through you to get to the important people you mm-hmm. know and there's recently I did an audition with someone who came in and I was actually making the decisions, but there was a, a guy, a male in the room with me sitting at the table with me um, who was observing. And this person came in and deferred everything to the man. Wow. Everything. And I was like, wow, you're not hired. No. <laughs> and it's not that Sorry. I to kiss my ass or defer to me. It's not that. It's just, yeah. you know, share it equally, you know, among <laughs> yep. everyone in the room, you know. So, so I, I still see it, but it's not as much as it used to be. That's like they're slowly being weeded out or, you know, I think, and I think me too. God, I hope raised some awareness a couple (laughs) of years ago that wasn't there before, which is Mm -hmm. good. Um, And in theater, I think there's, I mean, uh, certainly for color shakes, they're great about hiring female directors. Mm -hmm. I'd say more female than male, which is, you know, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, um, just the commercial, it's interesting. It seems to break down that the directors are male and the producers are female. And I don't... Interesting. Again, there's there's a mix. There's, yeah. That's sort of the generalization. I see that. Huh. What uh, what have you been doing since uh, since all of this to, to keep yourself <laughs> keep yourself busy and flow in between projects, of course. But uh, yeah, what, what, are, what are some hobbies you've picked up in the last, uh, what is it? 14, Nine, 10 months. months. Eight eight hundred years. <laughs> Where were you before the storm? <laughs> well, I've been gaining weight, and then I lost some weight, and then I gained it again. I've been doing that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, that. Um, you know what was hard with this was um, since my husband's an actor, and he's he's fortunate that he works all the time, mm. um, and he had work lined up for a year and a half last March and lost all of his jobs in one day. And it was the most brutal afternoon. I mean, the emails and the phone calls just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And and it was just so, so, so hard, you know? And all of, most of my friends are actors and it's happened to everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's been, I I would say it's been a really emotionally challenging time. And, you know, luckily at the time I was still working for Deck Nine. And so I had income and then he got unemployment, you know? So it's just been, it's been really hard. And so we've been trying to, you know, take lots of walks and we've been baking and cooking a lot. Um, mm. Learned how to make our own bread like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But now I'll never buy bread again. I was wasting money on that. Right. Um, uh, you know, reading a lot. Um, I lined all the shelves in the house with liners. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing uh, yeah <laughs> yep oh man so kind of what i'm doing so what is the, what is the business kind of you just in a holding pattern and is there anything that you guys can be doing um if there isn't stuff to be casting for or not really because that's the whole job yeah i mean it's uh i'm i'm hoping to probably do some form of a general audition just for my business Sure. A digital general audition, just getting that put together. I'm just waiting on a couple things and hoping to get something like that out soon. Uh, I'm a member of the Casting Society of America, so I've been getting more involved with them. Um, I joined their book club and, you know, <laughs> gone to a couple meetings, stuff like that, that I hadn't had time to do before. Uh, organizing, but really, no, I mean, if there's no work, there's just, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to stay on top of technology so I don't. So I'm not a year behind when things yeah. are Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, do you have a, this is a, for me, it feels like a weird question to ask someone in your position, but like, do you have like a dream thing you'd want to cast for? Like, is that, is there an opportunity out there that you would love to have? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, Huh. I would say I would be interested in casting like for Ashland. 
for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Oh, sure. Um, that's a that's a job that's probably two or three times as big as Colorado Shakes. Yeah. Year round. Um, and I think that would be really hard and really fun. And uh, also Ashland, you know, it's not limited by its equity contracts like Colorado Shakes is. So you really are like a kid in a candy. Yeah. Choose from almost anybody in the country. Oh, wow. Um, so that would be really fun. Um, something to try. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably but no feature films. You don't really care about that kind of stuff. No, I, really did, I did a feature film and it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really, uh, it just was not my cup of tea. Yeah. 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 Did without again maybe getting into too, too much detail is there is it just because of the pace like you were saying or is it was it just too many more people involved or it was a lot of different things um yeah. and uh some of it was on the production end some of it was you know when you're casting a film everybody wants a name and getting a name is really hard and mm. you know you call the agents and you're like well we're interested in this one actor and they'll be like okay well we we can't reach him or we're waiting for his availability and they'll hold out and hold out and hold out and hold out and you've got to cast the part but you can't cast the part because you already made an offer to this person but the agent is stonewalling waiting to see if their client gets a better job mm-hmm. this very i just found it very stressful and frustrating yeah and fun and it wasn't about the actors at all it was about negotiating and paperwork and that's a part of casting but it's the part i don't like so yeah yeah as much yeah you're you're in it for the the true you know work of it just just finding that person and bringing out the best in that person i think that's incredibly important and um i i do wonder where do you think you'll be in i usually say like two years five years but uh, a year from now, where where do you want to be in in your position? Do you want to stay in in Denver? Uh, do you and Sam want to venture out? Do you feel like there's maybe a pivot in your career? What do you, what do you see happening? Yes, to all those things, I think. I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, personally, I have, as I mentioned, I think before we started, I have two parents in their 80s who live mm-hmm. in Southern California, and I'm an only child. And I'm imagining at some point I'll need to be out there near them. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to, I know they don't want to go into a home. They want to stay in their house. And I just feel like I need to be there to check on them with mm-hmm. regularity. Um, that could be just flying out. It's a two hour flight, you know, but that's something in the back of my mind. It's been in the back of my mind for a little while about what's going to happen with that. Uh, I, we love Denver and I'd like to stay. Um, but maybe we will get a little, you know, villa in Mexico. Mm. Oh. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll, you know, retire to Portugal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to know. And so I could happily go on working like I have been here in Denver. I could happily just retire somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a mix, half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, the reality is I think at some point, as my parents age, that's going to become an issue. Sure. Yeah. Are you hopeful that though, that you'll get um, more opportunities to um, do performance directing? Um, Do you like video games or would you, would, do you have a secret dream of maybe being one of those directors for CSF or what, you know, like if, would you get that, (laughs) if you got that opportunity, would you be like, absolutely. Or would you be like, ah, yeah, no, I don't want to direct Shakespeare. Uh, nope. That's we're, fair. We're not, <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. Not my thing. Not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew nothing about video games. Yeah. I'm a gamer. Um, but I have never played video games. I went in there completely knowing nothing about that world. And I got like a master's degree in six months, which was really great. Um, and I, I really think one thing I like about how they work is that they're product starts with the strongest performance from an actor Mm. and builds from there Mm -hmm. so my job was to get the strongest performances out of the actors that I could which is why I wrote you that email (laughs) 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 and I just really love the freedom of that you know and and there's other stuff that goes with it and there was stuff that I had to learn that I felt like I couldn't master but I had a wonderful person named Alexis helping me with that kind of stuff yes um 
and uh, she just she knows all of it and she just would help me do that so I could all their whole thing was we're here to support you so you can focus on your job and I would love to go back into a community like that again Mm -hmm. Um, there's something wonderful about running your own ship you know and it's like well I'm just gonna take the week off and I'm gonna you know you know you have freedom and flexibility but there's also something about working within a community like that Mm-hmm. In, a, in a place like that, that's more sort of a your stable nine to five ish kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both have their pros and cons, and that was a really good place to be for that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, it was really interesting seeing you in an office that you know had your name on the tab and yeah. you had a, a good window looking. It was just it was just so cool to see. And like, so you're a great great performance director. It was mm-hmm. just it was just incredible, and uh, it, it does hurt to see things like that sort of not falling by the wayside but being so delayed in the last couple of months Mm -hmm. where we're at this this moment of um like existential catharsis (laughs) 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 forced into really taking in what is my purpose Uh uh but what do you have um if you have something what do you have coming up in the next you know, a couple of weeks, couple of months that, or maybe even some, some bites that could go into something. Do you have something uh, coming up soon? There's possibility that something's mm-hmm. going to start happening soon. I think it's in the very, very early stages at this point. So Ooh. probably not yet ready to talk about. Um, but I, I think there will be some casting coming down the line, which I'm hoping will employ quite a few actors. That's awesome. Um, and Again, I think it's going to be months away, but it's starting to be discussed, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, I'm thinking I'm probably going to do a general audition, which I mentioned digitally, just so that I can build up a database for myself. Yeah. Because um, it's been a year, and I don't know, I don't even know what theaters are going to open up again. You know, I mean, so let alone what actors are still in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's also just kind of getting familiar again with who's out there right now and who's mm-hmm. still acting and who's new and Mm-hmm. You know, getting just sort of a, a database, digital database for myself that I can use going forward whenever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as theater casting, I don't see that happening for a while. Yeah. Color Shakes is planning still to do their outdoor season this summer. They've That's canceled, awesome. Yeah, they've really? canceled the indoor season, which was what my husband was in. So yeah. He, he lost that job. Um but the outdoor season at this point, they're planning to go ahead with it. And I don't know what their protocols are going to mm-hmm. be. I don't know how they're going to handle things like bathrooms or any of that. But uh, as of now, that's still going to happen. And I'm hoping that it does. Yeah. Um, so at least that might happen. But that's already cast. I cast that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's not, there's not a lot of hope as far as castings. Mm-hmm. Some commercial stuff happening in town but not a lot i know productions mm-hmm. are quiet oh, so yeah. it's just a battle of time unfortunately yeah you could see the the tumbleweed just blowing <laughs> through with the yeah casting yep. offices yeah yep. and how and how things are going to come back will they come back roaring i mean when we had the in the fall when we kind of had before our second spike there was that kind of dip and yeah people were working yeah, yeah. let's go and we did like three or four spots and then there was a spike and everything stopped again. So I just don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Tyler, I don't have much solace to offer. Oh yeah. I was, <laughs> he was, he I was totally was trying. He was digging. Yep. Nope. I, he was like, where I, uh, can I fit in? <laughs> there's, there's thousands of us uh, actors in Colorado. Just whenever we get a breakdown or yeah. something, we go, Oh, this could be it. And then you yeah. look at all of your friends who posted on social media that they were auditioning and like, you know what, as long as somebody gets it, yeah. who's local, that's all I care about. Yeah. But I've pretty much just sunk into, you know, creating shows and writing and trying to get other projects up because I'm just sitting back here thinking maybe I should start an OnlyFans. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't need solace. But I'm glad that you uh, may have something in the pipes, at least for for casting. That's always something yeah. great to hear. Yeah. What is 
the competition like in the sense of um, you, you mentioned, you know, doing a general audition process just for your own sake. So that way, when a new casting opportunity comes up, you can be like, oh, these people, I need to make sure we see again. Um, are there other a lot of other casting agencies in the area that you uh, either can work with to say, hey, have you guys seen anyone recently? Or is it kind of really hush hush and <laughs> you work for your client and that's it? It depends on it depends. Sure. I mean, I would say for commercials, it's hush hush. Okay. Definitely for the video game industry. That's mm -hmm. all. Everything is your life is signed away. Yeah. <laughs> your firstborn goes to the company. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's that's super 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 secretive. Um, commercial stuff, you keep it quiet. You don't share. There's another mm -hmm. uh, casting office in town, uh, Annie Hamilton Casting, and they're terrific. And she's been here a long long time. Um, so. But she's, I think there's one or two other people, but she's sort of the main other on-camera casting person, I would say, Yeah. in town. And then for theater, I have a great relationship with Grady Soaps, who's the casting director at Denver Center. Mm -hmm. And we often write each other and go, That's cool. know, I need a 10-year-old kid who can tap dance. Do you know anybody? Yeah. <laughs> we have a really good relationship. And in fact, right now, um, he's been on furlough. So he's actually working with me. Oh, Okay. So the next couple of projects that I have coming up, he's going to be instrumental in helping to cast. And That's he's also awesome. a member of the casting society. So I feel like he's one of my peers and colleagues in town. And, and also love, he, lo he and I both love books and we're both on Goodreads together. Yeah. So we're all talking to each other to see what each other's reading. So that's, that's really nice to have him now in town. Cause I feel like he's a good support. Yeah. System. We are for each other, I think. That actually cool. uh, remind me of something I, I wanted to ask you. How does one uh, join the Casting Society of America? It's um, it's hard to become a member. And I was hmm. very happy and proud and delighted. It's probably one of my highlights when I got <laughs> uh, accepted as a member. And I had tried to be a member. I had submitted a couple of years ago and had been rejected because I didn't have enough of the things that they wanted. Um, and so the second time I, I tried to get in, I, I did. I did actually fit. And uh, so you have to have a certain amount of credits in a certain amount of things for a certain amount of stuff within a certain amount of time. Um, I think I got in because of my theater credits, mm -hmm. uh, but you can also get in with film credits and they, we've just, we, cause I voted for it. We've just now voted to include casting, commercial casting people. Oh, nice. Before Perfect. commercials didn't count. And it made me crazy cause I have cast hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of people. And I could have gotten in based on my commercials, but they weren't counting them. So that vote just passed in the last month um, that now commercials can be qualified as a membership. So, And um, what is what does membership mean for you? Well, I get to put those wonderful letters CSA after my name. <laughs> I like it. Um, yep. The prestige of that is quite nice. Uh, also, they have a really good support system. They have... Um, Right now, there's a lot of, in fact, before we started, I was just reading through, there have been a lot of tech uh, videos that they've been producing, uh, workshops mm -hmm. on camera, self-taping, how to how to get self-tapes to clients, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of tech help. Um, this database that I'm planning to put together, I, for, it's more for stage. There's casting networks for on camera, um, but if you don't have an agent, you have to pay Mm -hmm. to submit yourself and I wanted to do something where the actors didn't have to pay and didn't have to create an account where they were then going to keep getting a bunch of emails mm -hmm. and stuff so so I wrote the tech person at CSA and she put me in touch with a couple other people and they told me about this software that I'm going to be using that's fantastic and it's perfect I never that's would awesome. have found it without them wow. so it's just nice to have a national support yeah. Also, they send screeners for um, fancy movies, and that's Ooh, fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would bring that up every couple yeah. of times in the production. Like, oh, uh -huh. I just watched Parasite on my screener. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was that one we didn't get, unfortunately, because oh, I think no. it was international and it's Casting Society of America. So. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, so we didn't get any of the foreign films, but I did see that movie three times. I loved it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Um, it's silent. Say that again. I said it's gone silent. Oh, it's gone <laughs> silent. I know. <laughs> she, was, she was taking a deep breath for the next I was, question. I was. Style. I was. Uh, no, but uh, what is what's a 
bit of advice that you would give to um, people who are listening, um, you know, ranging from all walks of life, you know, people who might want to make a change from acting, people who are still pursuing it, uh, people who don't have any, you know, arts experiences, like what are, what are some things that you've learned that you really take to heart and would like to share? Well, I think, wow, um, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to fill up the next half hour. So just, we'll make it the hour and a half marker now. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, um, I, I think it's important as an artist to, if it's something you truly love, to not give up, to keep trying. And that doesn't mean to be pushy and to be in people's faces and to, you know, be annoying about it. But I think if you love it and and really, really want to do it, it's hard because you're rejected a lot. And often that has nothing to do with you, but it's really easy to take it personally because it happens all the time. And I think you just have to keep trying. And I think, you know, there's this great story about this actor who auditioned for a local theater company 13 times. They never hired him. And he was just like, well, I'm going to go in this last time because, you know, and then that'll be it. And then they cast him. And not only was he cast in the role he wanted, but he ended up winning like all of the local acting awards that year for the role, you know, and that was his 14th audition for this company. That's 14 years probably, you know, but he really wanted it and he really wanted to work there and he just kept going with it and he just kept trying and I admired that so much. So I think, you know, and, and there's a fine line between that and being aggressive. You don't want to be pushy and, you know, don't want to make people sick of you. Um, I think you should pursue it. You should continue if you love it. And I think the flip side of that, having, what I've learned in the last nine months or however long this has been. Um, I think if you don't love something, you can let it go. Yeah. And I think that's hard for people to do. And I know so many people's status is wrapped up in what they do mm -hmm. rather than who they are or who they love or what they eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's, I think you have to allow yourself to release some things sometimes, even though it's something you thought you wanted for a long time. If you come to a place where you've been forced to quiet down and you realize you don't miss it or you don't need it, then you don't need it. Yeah. And there are other things maybe that are more important. And I think something that also I've learned over my vast amount of years on this planet is, um, Things change, things that you want change, things that you need change. And something that, you know, I was passionate about acting from the time I was three years old until mid thirties and then I wasn't. And, you know, and the passionate about casting and now maybe I'll be passionate about performance directing and then maybe mm -hmm. I'll be passionate about, you know, daiquiris on the beach, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a, it changes and it shifts and you have to allow yourself to embrace those changes. Definitely. Wow. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Especially, especially now, I think people need to, need to recognize mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, there's nothing that you can pitch right now that you can talk about because, you know, there's certain things that are just hush, 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 hush. But, uh, we usually ask if anyone has something they'd like to plug uh, for the episode, I would like to ask you, is there anything you have, uh, found within the last, you know, nine months or so, whether it's, you know, reading an awesome book or uh baking bread going on a, a walk somewhere you never even really thought of before is there something you would like to plug in this episode that you encourage listeners to go try go do um something that you've really taken to heart in the last couple of months yeah wow that's uh well you guys are asking deep questions yeah i'm not a life coach <laughs> <laughs> you are today <laughs> Like just just so I mean you got into to bread like making the, yeah. and, and that's yeah. something that you found was honestly you're probably gonna take for the next couple of years not buying bread in the store. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, I think really the godsend for me has been uh my close group of friends. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I I've got a fortunate, very fortunate to have a close group of amazing girlfriends, five five of them, I don't even know how many there are. Um, and they're partners. 
and we started in the summer doing outdoor movie nights. Mm. In, oh, one of them has awesome. a huge backyard, and one of them has a huge movie screen, and oh. one of them has a projector. So we started doing outdoor movies in the yard, and it was so great. And then it got too cold. Yeah. And so now we've done some Zoom stuff. Um, we try to get together in this big yard, and um, for New Year's, like we all burned wishes, and uh-huh. um, you know, we stay far away from each other, and we wear masks the whole time. But just having that connection of friends has really, really helped. Yeah. So I don't know how I can encourage people to go out and get friends, but, <laughs> but maybe it's maybe it's just about maybe reaching out to people you yeah. know, cherishing people you know. I don't know. For me, that 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 has been a huge part of the last nine months. Yeah, that's without, awesome. Without a doubt, I think that's done something similar for us doing this podcast. Oh, reaching yeah. out to to different people even people we don't know you know yeah um yeah but thank you for that wow oh no go for it sylvia's crying everybody <laughs> took a tissue and she's crying i love my friend so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the five of them are so you think you know i don't know they're all gonna be arguing they're gonna listen to this and be like wait who's who got left out there are six of us <laughs> Do you have another yeah. question in the holster no, there? No, I'm good. I, I, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. What have I you just... guys been? What have you guys found in the last nine months? Oh, this Ooh. this podcast, yeah, truly is like the thing that's keeping me feel connected to the community because um, I, I fully agree with you, and I don't necessarily think of my job as as who I am, but I am so fulfilled by my job that without it. And I was even having this conversation with my friend the other night um, because I really miss, I don't have a lot of close friends nearby because I moved out to Denver um, just over two years ago, actually almost three now. Um, so, and I haven't really built up that kind of a community. Um, and so it's especially hard because the friends I do have, I'm, I'm not seeing. And I've really just missed being touched in the sense of like getting hugged, you know, having a hand on the, and I realized that even when, if I wasn't seeing people in pre-COVID times as often as I'd like, I was in rehearsals and I was getting that interaction with other people that I'm absolutely not getting now. And so there's a big element of the job that I miss that's truly just the human activity, you know, besides the art of it, but just, you know, and so um, I think that that this has been really helpful um, to just kind of get to talk to people and, and learn. And, and um, even though there's still no touch element necessarily, it's nice to kind of have these kinds of conversations. And um, yeah. yeah, I actually, I am curious. I did think uh, I wanted to know if there's a book that you've read that uh, you recommend because I'm always looking for book recommendations. Yeah, a lot. Oh my gosh, I just answered this on Facebook for somebody. Um, Shadow of the Wind, I really like. Oh, I love, yep, read that one. Read that. So Um, good. Long Bright River. Okay. Really liked, it's sort of depressing, but boy, well written. Um, Homegoing was fantastic, I thought. Homegoing. Homegoing, okay. Um, and um the great believers i really liked a lot okay uh and then i've really gotten into ton of french books recently she's sort of this irish um hard-boiled detective she has a dublin oh yeah i read yeah i read the first one in that series it was really good yeah 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 yeah. i like her a lot okay um and any you know and i like any history historical fiction like ken follett all his stuff sure okay all right. I was going to type all these down and then I realized we're recording this so I can just listen to it. <laughs> are you on the, the Goodreads? I am. Okay. Well, we should find each other. Yeah. Do it. I love that. So this podcast is all about. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. Tyler, what have you been doing in COVID times? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I had to answer that too. Um, I had a really, um, you know, sophisticated answer, but we're just going to duck out of that. Uh, no, I found, you know, this podcast that Steph and I have been working on 
really helped because I'd spent the summer alone in a studio apartment before I moved into the house with, with her and my, my girlfriend, Patrice, where I was just by myself listening to, you know, uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Justin Long talk to their, their friends. And I thought, Oh shoot. You know, like we, we got to do that. You know, we can catch up with our friends in the industry and see how they're doing within this current timeline and uh, just, just touch base. And, that really saved me from a, a social perspective because I had been working in the brewing industry for so long that I was always around people. And then suddenly it's like, no, you're, you're by yourself. You can go to Walmart, but you don't want to touch those people. Uh, it doesn't matter where they are, but you know, just anybody it, that's shopping. Um, but I had found this uh, really nice sense of solitude in writing more scripts. I wrote three scripts this year, just on a whim that I wouldn't have written before. Uh, you know, I, I have been teaming up with my mentor and we've been, you know, writing scripts left and right. We're hoping to get this project uh, we're currently working on off the ground. And I've just found this sense of community that I didn't realize existed because I had worked so much. I had, I, you know, I have a couple of friends, but I don't hang out with people constantly. So this has just been a really nice mm-hmm project to utilize my time and you know like when I reach out to you know I reach out to you I reach out to web reach out to all these people who want to be on this so I know that I'm not alone in wanting to connect so uh yeah this this has truly been a wonderful project to kind of branch out into different opportunities in life and I'm not saying I I'm going to to stop acting clearly my social media is just ridiculous with all that but (laughs) Uh, I'm focusing my energy elsewhere while hoping that maybe, you know, something else will come through the pipes later on this fall. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thank you, Sylvia. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Do you have other stuff? No, no. I was just about to do the same thing. I'm like, I, oh, I feel like, I feel like yep. all of us, we have that, you know, 3.30 nap time. Yeah. I need a snack. You guys will probably, I, I can't drink alcohol, yep. but you could drink wine and I'll have like the there you go. Perfect. or something. I yep. have to go to the pet store and pick up a bunch of stuff. So. Oh, oh, there yes. it is. <laughs> they, there it is. Sylvia, thank yeah. you so much. Honestly. Yeah, this is I great. Thank you enough for coming on here and, and sharing your story with us. I had yeah. a really good time and thank you guys for inviting me. It was really fun. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are listening, please make sure that you um, have liked, subscribed, rated, reviewed us on whatever podcast platform you're using. Um, we still have that offer out there. Uh, if you'd like a sticker for free, please just um, give us a rating and a review and email us and we'll send you a sticker as a thank you. Um, Please also follow us on all of our social media at PWRP Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. And if you'd like to join the show, share your story, uh, no matter where you are in the uh, the arts industry, or if you're just somebody who really loves the arts industry and you want to share your story, we'd love to talk to you. So please send us an email at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. We'll get back to you within probably two minutes because we are both fairly under <laughs> Uh, we we're, we're very attentive to our email, but yes, please reach out to us and, uh, we'd love to get you on the show. Yeah. I think, Um, uh, we just need our awkward, uh, we do indeed. Goodbye. Awkward. Goodbye. Sylvia, you're welcome to join us or you can just let us do it and make fools of ourselves until next week, everybody. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tyler. Bye. Bye. Bye.